Cronoso Daily. This is Chad Campbell back again with another daily update. This time we are basically talking about the money angle for WrestleMania 2. And it revolves around a matchup featuring Hulk Hogan versus the Magnificent Morocco uh, in a WWF title defense for the Hulkster on uh, on WWF Saturday night's main event. Uh, Now, like I said, this is kind of the money angle for WrestleMania 2. Morocco essentially is kind of like a patsy uh, for Hogan leading to Bundy's attack. Uh, Basically, they just needed someone to be a conduit um, to team up with Bobby the Brain and then get Bobby the Brain involved in the match itself. Uh, which leads to the Bundy beatdown that we've seen a million times. But I, but I was interested to see how they did this because, um, you know, like I'd seen the Hogan attack, uh, being attacked by Bundy so many times, but I never actually had watched and dissected the match beforehand. Uh, so the way they lead up to this is a little bit interesting. Uh, first off, and I have, I have a couple problems with the build-up to this. Uh, so the match that you heard Mike Eller talk about yesterday was a straight Bundy squash, like absolutely decimated someone. He says he wants Hogan, and that's all well and good, but then you hear Vince say, well, you know, he he may want Hogan, but he has to be the number one contender. Then they announced the number one contender for the WWF Championship is none other than Magnificent Don Morocco. And this is where... I understand from a logic standpoint them wanting to say, like, oh, you know, he's the number one contender, that's why he's got the title shot. But there's just so many loopholes, and anybody that had been watching uh, television around this time, especially if you were in the Northeast area and been watching the house shows had gotten, like, either the Prism Network or had been uh, watching the house shows from the Boston Garden on Nesson, or the MSG house shows, there's no justification for Morocco being the number one contender here. He has been, you know, pretty much dominated in his feud with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat that you'd seen. Uh, Last time he faced Hogan for the belt, he was definitively beat uh, in 1985, So there's really no justification you can make for Morocco being the number one defender. I I think a better avenue would have been, you know, Morocco won some sort of challenge match or, you know, put him versus Tito Santana or whoever you want in some house show footage to show that. Or even him just calling out Hogan and, you know, them saying like, well, you know, Morocco... Is calling out Hogan. He says he's got a new plan. So you could use that to uh, kind of goad Hogan into this match to see what what Morocco's big plan is. Uh, because the main crux of the match is, with Mr. Fuji kind of incapacitated right now, uh, Don Morocco has enlisted the services of Bobby the Brain. So they give a pre-match promo. Bobby the Brain's in Don Morocco's corner. He goes to the ring feeling confident, etc. I mean, the match itself is pretty solid Hogan, uh, you know, work on TV. It's about a seven-minute match. Morocco's on top for a decent portion of the match. It doesn't get too boring. That's one of the things with Morocco uh, that makes me just 
dread some of his matches sometimes is when he's working on top and either working the nerve hold or a chin lock for an extended period of time. This being seven minutes, it didn't allow for that to happen. Uh, I wouldn't say there's exactly a honed-in attack by Morocco on Hogan. Um, you know, he kind of goes through a sequence of arm bars, you know, different stuff, working the leg, working the back with knees, etc., etc. He doesn't exactly pick a body part apart, um, but but it's solid work. It's not going, you know, bro, blow your socks off, but... Uh, it's also not dreadfully boring either. Then you get to the big finish, which again, this this is really all it is. Like Morocco, and Morocco, I will say for this role to be kind of the henchman or the the goon to get to the big WrestleMania angle, I think that's a perfect role for Don Morocco right here in March of 1986. Uh, so Hogan starts making his comeback, hits his big boot, hits his leg drop. I should mention, uh, all, Hogan really feels like the Hogan of the 80s. You kind of really, uh, to me, like that he's synonymous with in my mind. Um, he's pretty much wearing yellow exclusively now. Uh, he does have white knee pads for this match instead the red. Uh, but a, a key difference and kind of a significant difference on this show is this was the debut of Real American as his theme song. Um, they do the big music video later in the show, but it's no longer for the U.S. Express. It's now Hulk Hogan's theme song. Um, of course, you know, still his theme song to this day. So uh, they made that switch there, and Hogan's really become the Hogan that you'll see for the late 80s into the early 90s. Uh, so he makes his comeback, big boot, leg drop. Before he can get the pinfall victory, Bobby the Brain interferes, and then you get the big angle, which I thought was masterfully done, where, uh, you know, with King Kong Bundy and WrestleMania 2 in general, it's, it's an interesting time frame where the feud between Hogan and Piper was kind of dead. Uh, you didn't want to turn Orndorff yet. It was kind of too soon. You couldn't really do the turn for Andre yet. Hogan had kind of ran through a series of challengers. They'd actually had also already done some dress rehearsals between Hogan and Bundy on some house shows up to this point. Um, so there wasn't a clear, I guess, avenue or opponent for Hogan to go against on WrestleMania 2. And it's easy to make Bundy kind of feel like, you know, just your monster challenger of the day. But I did think they did a great job here in making him look like a threat. I mean, he decimates Hogan. You really had not seen Hogan in this much peril uh, in a couple of years. Um, you know, he's, he's a physical force, and he was able to dominate Hogan with the avalanches in the corner, gives him the big splash. Uh, Morocco is great as kind of assisting him down on the splash. And overall, I think this is a very strong angle. I mean, again, like WrestleMania 2 is not, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty maligned now in retrospect. And even going in, I wouldn't say like it's the hottest build in the world. Like it's kind of built on the three different city gimmick uh, for a lot of it. But I find Bundy versus Hogan to be a fine main event. It's, it's a... Uh, it's, it's an adequate main event for a show uh, of that magnitude at that time. And I kind of actually reward WWF a little bit for not hot-shotting and going ahead and turning Orndorff or something like that. Uh, their, their patience, in my mind, 
was well deserved and well rewarded down the line with both the Orndorff feud and with next year with the Ho- uh, Hogan versus Andre feud in turn. So, so overall, I mean, I, th- I thought this was a very effective way in getting you excited for WrestleMania two for getting a lot of juice. I mean, that that's what this Saturday night's main event's all about. It's all about T versus Piper. It's all about now Hogan versus Bundy. Uh, as we'll talk about tomorrow, you'll see a tag team match. So that kind of leads into the dream team versus the Bulldogs. Um, so, so overall this, this is your hype job straight up for WrestleMania two. And in this case, as far as this match is concerned, I thought they did a very good job. Uh, so, so, you know, B plus on the angle, uh, overall two and a half stars for the match. Uh, pretty enjoyable to watch, and you you can see how there there was some juice actually in Hogan versus Bundy heading into WrestleMania too. Well, that's all I have for you today. Please join us each and every day for Cronoso Daily. Thank you once again for listening and making it your first listen of the day in this bite-sized format. Until next time, Chad Campbell signing off. <laughs>